minus 40. For our American listeners, that's minus 40. That's oh. only, there's a fun fact for you. Oh, Freddie, too. Minus 40 is the only temperature where it's exactly the same. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's, I have no idea how that works. But yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Just there, wrap up the podcast. Yeah, right that's there. good enough today. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back, one and all, to another, what's going to be, I'm sure, a fantastic episode of the Mortgage Tech Talks. As always, I'm Tom, your host, joined by my co host, Massimo. How are things? Great. Yeah. What can I say? We are having a Just warm cold. winter. It was cold. It was cold for like three days. Yeah, yeah. It worked. I guess we're on aggregate doing pretty well. I mean, I was in Calgary last week and that was not warm. Minus 40. For our American listeners, that's... Minus 40. That's oh. only... There's a fun fact for you. Oh. Freddie, too. Minus 40 is the only temperature where it's exactly the same. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's, I have no idea how that works. But yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah just just wrap up the podcast. Yeah, right? that's yeah. good enough today. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, yeah, it's, things are going well. How about you? You moved into a yeah. new place. You all settled now? Yeah, I don't know. Erica bought a rug. So we got to position the rug. Yeah. That's, that's a big deal. It is. Yeah. That could change everything. <laughs> the function. Sell the house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess to get into it here, what we wanted to talk, so this kind of has come up a bunch recently. A lot of clients we working are working with are are switching brokerages. They're kind of, I guess, having enough of one or they see some, some of the grass seems greener and, and maybe it is greener on the other side. And, and so we're kind of, I guess, catching a lot of that of people saying, okay, what does it mean as it relates to the CRM and, and this transition that I'd like to go through? So before we get into all that, I guess, let's take a step back. And I mean, you're seeing this too, right? It's not just yeah. me. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, we're in a weird market right now where things are a bit slower volume wise. And I think during that time, people start looking at their books saying, what do I really get out of this network or brokerage? They start looking at costs a bit more. A lot of these networks and brokerages have costs baked into them. So they start looking at switching. And then there's also a lot of recruiting. Yeah. I think going on where every yeah the net, every network we talk to says oh in the slow market I focus on recruiting and yeah. so we yeah. are seeing it um, yeah every single brokerage network I think I've talked to has said okay yeah volumes are down but agents are going up yeah I'm saying so there's only so many agents yeah, one pot <laughs> anyways I, I mean pie is shrinking right yeah now. It's less, yeah so someone's getting screwed or everyone's no one's telling the truth I don't know but you got to keep yourself yeah. busy I guess yeah. and I mean. It's obviously in the brokerages or the network's best interest to get more people in their network because that's how they make money or one of the ways. So, yeah, I am seeing it. And I don't think it's going to really slow down until business gets busy again. Yeah. And all you're doing is you're staring at your phone. Well, not staring at your phone. You're just picking up your phone. Next deal. Next realtor. We need your help. Whatever. So, yeah. So, we're seeing it a bunch. And so, yeah, I was kind of talking a little bit earlier saying, a, the grass seemed a bit greener and, and that sort of thing. And a lot of, well, we're hearing a lot more with people of what this greener grass could be is, is the technology, right? Is saying, hey, oh, I, I, you know, this brokerage that I'm going to, they're a tech-enabled brokerage or, or this or that. And I guess what I want to have the discussion on is to say, okay, well, you know, what, what do you see working well? What do you see as maybe... I'll say false promises, but maybe something that is just more of a shiny object than actual true value. And and what should people be thinking about that? So I guess, you know, let's start maybe I think one of the, the first places people go is they think about tech enabled and tech being great at a brokerage. You always start to the deal submission platform. 
right? Because I think in two senses, one, it's it's always the, the platform that people use the most to interact with lenders and really in their day-to-day. So you know, that's the Phyologics, the Velocities, the Finmos, the the Scarlets, the Boss, all these types of platforms out there. That's always the starting point. And it's really important, I guess, relevant for brokerage because, you know, brokers can kind of decide what you can use, right? And so, yeah, I guess, I mean, we, let's not get super specific on, you know, this platform or that platform, but generally what do you see? Like, do you see people, you know, making making these switches and they say, oh, you know, I was I was blind, but now I see, you know, Amazing, amazing Grace style. Or what's usually the reaction when, you know, people going in versus people coming out of these switches from one platform to the other? What, what do you kind of see? I think the reality, and maybe it's a harsh one, is just like a lot of these submission platforms basically do the same thing, act in the same way. And I mean, there there's reasons why they compete on, I don't know, securing lenders just on their platform because there aren't many other competitive advantages from one to the <laughs> next. And maybe the submission platforms, if they're listening to this, won't like hearing that. But I guess what I see from people is just saying, oh, there's a new learning curve, but it's the same thing. I, I submit to Scotia or I submit to whatever whatever bank and I get a ping back when the deal's done and I move on to the next one. Like the, the nature of that is just, it's kind of a data pipeline or a, a tool to type data in to get it to the bank because it would be very cumbersome to log into every bank's portal. And so- Yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's exactly right. I mean- yeah, they they all have different bells on us. So they have different things, and I say all in, especially as it you know in the in the true context of writing a deal, it can be plus or minus thirty percent. So that's not nothing. That's true. That's yeah, not yeah. nothing. I mean, in features and stuff. Well, yeah, I think just features and yeah, getting better. You know, improvements that you oh, could okay. see. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm thirty percent better because I. That's true. Yeah, yeah. There are there are yeah, yeah. But it's never like oh my god. Yeah. It's never like you're not having a whole lot of Yeah, I mean, there was one platform and. Not picking on them, I think I don't want to name names, but they did a promo a couple of years ago saying, "Oh, you can save thing about five minutes per deal by using this platform versus a more traditional one." So five minutes, that's good, but also in the context of a deal that's going to take weeks, and you know the amount of time you're even just going to spend in the system is probably easily an hour. So it's like five minutes on an hour. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice, but it's not going to change your world. I don't think. Like the biggest revolutionary change with all these tools was like getting the docs into them. Yeah, that's huge. But then like now they all have it. So so like it was a big deal, kind of got accelerated by like Fidmo and some others in the COVID era where they hit the ground running with great doc portals. I mean, some of them had it already, but now they all have doc portals and now they're tweaking little things like pulling bank statements or whatever, like little time savers, like you're saying, 30, 20%. But yeah. We're past the point of like going from fax to whatever email. It's it's yeah, and marginal it's, return. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's actually it int- brings up another important point that I think is actually maybe more important than the technology itself. Because yeah, I think you bring up a good point is that especially now we're really getting some really great innovation. I think in the deal submission, but really all platforms is the ability to take advantage of these new ones. So you know, you just talked about okay, an innovator came along, kind of did a new thing. That was great. It was the only one they did it. And then everybody else caught up and now we're kind of stagnated again. But what's going to be the next thing? Yeah. We, have, we don't know. I mean, we could guess maybe. Yeah. And so what I think is actually more exciting than, okay, I'm going to this place and they use this platform. I think what's much more exciting is, hey, I can go to this brokerage and they let me choose what platform to use, yeah. right? Because there's kind of those five big ones in the marketplace and maybe there'll be a sixth or a seventh. And you don't know which one of those six or seven or whatever working with. 
So you can come up with a new feature, a new product that just, you know, takes it to not 30% plus or minus, but 100%, at least for the time being, really gives you that competitive edge. You need to be able to take advantage of that. And yeah. We've talked about that a bunch. In no, we course. have. And yeah. I mean, it kind of comes back to me and you and talking a little bit lately about some high level economics and like subsidies and all that stuff. It's like if, if yes. brokers have choice at the end of the day, and like of, of which tool, like you're saying, if you give them choice, at the end of the day, the best tool will bubble to the top. It's right. just, it's just natural. Free market. Yeah. And that's and, kind of what you're saying with the subsidies. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, yeah. some of the tools aren't so free market. And that just shows, I mean, oftentimes when something like that happens, it's because there's a weakness in the tool, right? So in general, all these tools are innovating and, uh, but I totally agree. And brokers at the end of the day want choice because they're comfortable with certain things or uncomfortable with others. There's all kinds of variables that we've heard on why people use one system versus the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're some people swear by this platform and it's, and they'll never try anything else. And maybe that's okay too, right? I mean, everyone has different flavors and yeah, for us more than anything, when people ask us, it's like, Hey, listen, like you just want to go to a place that can be flexible to accommodate in all these different things. But you brought up something, I think in one of when we were just chatting here that maybe we can talk about a little bit is that this is the learning curve. Yeah. Right. So, oh yeah, you said it can people kind of say, Hey, oh yeah, there's a bit of a learning curve, but my life hasn't changed. Yeah. I think that actually is an important consideration when you're doing the switch. And I think that's where people get into, they don't know exactly what they're getting into. Like the grass is always greener. They do the demo. It's like, Oh my God, there's this, this feature or this bell or this whistle. And then they get in there and they're like, Holy crap. How do I just submit a deal? Yeah. Right. How do I pick Scotia and, and, send, I know, and yeah. write my broker notes and hit, hit submit. Right. Yeah. So I think that's just something for people to watch out for. It doesn't matter where you're going, coming yeah. to or going. And I mean, they're going to, yeah. no, I totally agree. And, and there's differing levels of learning curve. It's interesting because I mean, everyone who's listening knows that Phylogics was the kingpin, the monopoly, whatever, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so anyone who's been in the business that long, that is their baseline. And so a lot of these tools have a lot more features and velocity now. And Phylogics. so, yeah. oh, sorry, yeah, yeah than Phylogics like velocity and like so when you go in there there's a lot of amped up things and so the learning curve is can't be steep the other thing to keep in mind with this whole thing and this kind of goes under the rug a little bit but typically there is a migration involved from system a to system b mm-hmm. and usually these teams whether it be velocity fitmal phylogics whatever help you with that but just keep in mind because we deal with migrations all the time they're never perfect you yeah. will lose data data will get corrupted like don't hesitate or don't go in blind (laughs) and that's also a consideration you should make like i'm always for and both of us i think are like if there's something that will help your business improve do the switch we've talked about this but it's like there will be a cost and migration is one of them not maybe literally i don't know if these companies charge you to move i don't know what it is but you often corrupt it. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't even know. Corrupt sounds like I think people hear corrupt or yeah. lost data and they lose their minds and maybe right it's all that perspective. Yeah. And so, you know, I think to give a very simple example, it's like, okay, system A might have home phone, phone, mobile, and work phone. Yeah. Whereas system B might have home phone, phone, and mobile. And so you might lose the work phone. And, and so I think, yeah, for people yeah, that's thinking true. of that, I think that's more the caution is, okay, that might get lost. And, and really our, usually our recommendation with a lot of our clients is try to be okay with that because it's, it's never going to be perfect. The difference, you know, between getting a 90, I'd say 8% migration done versus a hundred percent migration done is probably double the work. 
It's not true. Yeah. Right. That's I think, true. Yeah. I think to get that last one to 2%, getting the work phone number. So now since you can't do that perfectly, maybe you're putting that in like some Excel sheet or a different field that's called something else and it's all custom and you have to do this all manually. There's a lot there. So yeah, just kind of keep that in mind. So, okay. Yes, this migration happens, but be okay with the 98% and, and having that 2% that honestly, these platforms know what's important for clients. They're going to make sure they nail that. Yeah. And then the 2% is usually, you know, the work phone, which might is not, might not be as essential. Right? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's from the more technical, you know, is the grass truly greener on the other yeah. side? But I guess also another thing that people are kind of thinking about or <clears throat> chatting to us about, it's a little bit kind of what we were just talking about with this migration is to say, okay, is this migration happening? Going from system A to system B, I don't think everything's going to come across, but they're going to get a lot across. But actually, sometimes we hear people saying, like, my originating broker doesn't want to give me the data. Yeah. It's kind of holding it hostage, right? That can't happen. And people come to us sometimes, like, what do I do? What can we do here? What do you kind of say about people? I mean, I think that happens. It's not uncommon. It's not the It's not the average. It's not happens all the time, but we hear it often enough. Yeah. And I mean, there, there aren't really, I mean, it's literally from like a blue mortgage perspective, like our CRM, we can't really do much for them. We typically say you got to talk to your broker owner and mm-hmm. mend any problems that you <laughs> yeah. have or whatever. Yeah. But as Tom was saying before, like at the end of the day, typically people can rekindle those relationships with clients and start building up a database in their new system. I'm not really privy. I, I have heard of some brokers. I know of some big ones right now going through disputes and like, I know there are ways that these companies can pull the data out once you ask. I don't know what hoops you have to go through to ask. I don't know if you do, but. Yeah, I mean, it's always tricky because I think, I mean, ultimately what it is at the end of the day in that deal submission platform, you actually don't own the data. No. That's my understanding, right? right? Maybe maybe anyone listening, maybe we're out to lunch. But our understanding is that you as an individual agent actually don't own that data. Let's say you use Phylogics again, because that's always been kind of the, the example we use. When you log into Phylogics, that's a system owned by your brokerage. Yeah. And the brokerage is the client of Phylogics, and they're just letting you use it. Yeah, it's 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 almost like a company in a sense where it's like the company owns the client. You're an employee at the company, although you are, I guess you're a contractor as an agent. I don't know the legal term. But like, yeah, at the end of the day, the company or the brokerage owns that client. And we're not just saying that. Like, I'm pretty sure you sign contracts with brokerages that say that. So, yeah, this isn't like one brokerage. All brokerages own your data. And that's, they take on a lot of risk, like compliance and payroll and all this stuff. And in return, they own the client. Yeah, that's that's kind of how they make the cut. And so, I mean, this kind of brings it all back. You know, it's something we always preach to our clients too, which is, okay, so you're going to use that deal submission platform and that's okay. And it's going to be owned by your broker. And that's okay too, because that's just the way it is. But have a backup. Hedge that risk. Hedge it. Right. Like, it's so easy now, you know, I mean, every tool out there, they have a CSV export, right? Use that at least, right? Have it in Excel, have it something you want it. Sure. I mean, you know, Maslow, you're talking about, okay, yeah, you're an employee of, it seems almost your contractor, an employee of this brokerage, but anyone listening knows that's not really the case. You know, you're your own business. Yeah. You run it. These are your clients, you know, make sure, right? Make sure that's true, of course, at the relationship level, but more and more, it's becoming important at the the data level, I'll say, it's be like, really, really take the time, get the systems in place, whether that is just Excel, whether it is an external CRM, whatever it is, own it just so, and maybe someone listening say, oh, I'll never switch. I love my brokerage. 
well, maybe you're going to retire, right? And maybe the person buying your book of business is in another brokerage. And so, you know, there's a lot of scenarios where this becomes relevant. So, you know, own that client truly and not just on the relationship side, which, you know, of course exists, but also on the data side. Yeah. And kind of the good news, a lot of like, if you're taking the CRM tack, a lot of modern CRMs, including ours, have the data flowing automatically. So you don't have to do like a lot of work to get it out. But as Tom was saying, like, at the very least, get the CSV. It, it's it's good for you. It's good for your client. Because at the end of the day, your client probably doesn't even know who the hell your brokerage is, right? So it, it's, yeah. it's just the just the, the, the number at the bottom of your signature, right? That they'll never look Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's some, yeah. Fit, what? Fisco thing? Fisco, yeah. Yeah, so. It depends the proverb. So, and, and I guess the other thing too, bringing it all back is say, okay, so own, if you're doing these migrations, yes, they can be tricky. So own the data, have some confidence there, making sure, you know, that you are the master of your own destiny. And I think the other thing that kind of makes this, you know, the whole situation a little bit easier too, is to say, okay, from a, maybe from a deal submission platform, I'm going to have to learn new skills and maybe that's okay. And maybe I want to do that. And maybe there's migration. Again, maybe that's okay. I don't want to do that. But really for everything else that you use that's not tied specifically to your brokerage, own that as well too. And, you know, like little things like I would even say Zoom, have a Zoom account that you own and you control or Calendly or something like that. Like there are other tools. And so, okay, there's going to be a bit, little bit of pain in this one dimension, which I do spend a lot of time in, but every other dimension, I'm going to be smooth sailing. It's going to be great. I think another great example of this, of course, CRM, which is what we work with, but even your website and even your email address, right? There's a lot of pain that we've seen people go through true, yeah. when they say, you know, at whatever brokerage.ca and now they're switching and that broker says, okay, even if they're very amiable and say, yeah, no, we're going to help you transition. They might just say, but you can't use our email. We're paying for those. Certain, we're not going to pay for you. Yeah. So you got to switch your email. And now you're sending you blast your clients. You're probably losing clients at renewal. Inevitably, clients will email that two years from now. Yeah, for and sure. who knows? Even yeah. if your broker is a really nice person, yeah. they still tell you. <laughs> well, yeah. I know for us, if we turn off someone's inbox, we don't even know. Yeah, it just bounces. Yeah, it just bounces right. It's true. Control your destiny, basically. Like, don't let the. Yeah, and I think that's true. Yeah, on the data and also you know the tools that you use. I guess are there any other tools that I? So yeah, email, website. Calendly's, Zooms, CRMs, of course, that's a big proponent that we are. The customer journey. And there's not much more that they, no, I can't think of anything else. No, they're good. And if you hedge those, you're looking really good. And yeah, I mean, the the good news is, and I don't want to, earlier I was kind of saying, oh, these systems kind of push you that way because they're not great. Maybe I didn't say that right. Like one of the reasons I think some of these systems had to push people onto it is brokers were scared about the move and they just didn't want to change. And so- they were just like, listen, once you get over this hump, you're going to love it. And some of these systems now there is for the first, and we talked about this in other episodes, but for the first time in a very long time, there is a competitive race of features and new fe- new features coming up, auto scraping bank feeds, auto reading documents, uploading, sending directly to the lender. Like there's innovation happening, which is good. Just keep these things in mind as you're switching and we see it all and it's never really been a better time to switch. So if it's kind of tangling yeah. at the back of your mind, you know, now's a great time, you know, both brokerage and systemized. And I think it's one of those things, you know, like a lot of things in life where, you know, if you're you're nervous about it, or you're scared about it, oh my God, this migration, I'll never be able to do it. It's going to be crazy. I have 20 years of data and you get through it on the other side and say, okay, 
it actually wasn't so bad. Yeah. Right? And then, and now you're more willing to make that change again to what we were talking about earlier, a new shiny object tool comes along that really gives you that competitive advantage. Now it's not going to be so daunting. You can say, Hey, I've done this once. I know I can do it again. You know, let's go for it. And it's going to, so flexibility doesn't, maybe that's a great way to kind of end this to say flexibility doesn't even just mean for your brokerage and where you're going to be. It also means for yourself, right? Being able to be flexible with different systems as they come along. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, as you're thinking about doing this, keep these things in mind, whether it be data ownership, whether it be integrations, whether it be, yeah, like integrations, does it integrate with other CRMs and all of that? And a lot of them do, honestly. So you just got to ask the right questions and keep these things in mind as you're switching. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, if anyone out there is listening and going through a switch right now, please let us know what we what we hit and maybe some of the things we missed. We'd love to hear them in the comments. But thanks again for your time and attention and, and we'll see you next time. See you guys.